Dublin Sound Lab have been invited to take part in uh, the Inner Sound International New Arts Festival in Bucharest uh, at the end of August. It's uh, it's actually an, an arts festival, not just a music festival. There's video installations and multimedia performances. There's a, a photographic exhibition and workshops, and there's a film night as well. So, and this is over spread over three days in various venues throughout Bucharest. But uh, we're performing in the Opera Studio at the National University of Music, and we're uh, presenting a program of uh, harpsichord and electronic works. The the body that's organising the festival is uh, Association Opus, and the president of Association Opus uh, is a composer and academic, Kathleen Kretu. And uh, I met him when we were both on a computer music course at IRCAM uh, a couple of years ago. So he became familiar with my work and, uh, and uh, by extension, the work that I do with Dublin Sound Lab and the type of programmes that Dublin Sound Lab does. So uh, he invited us to prepare a, a program especially for this festival. Fergal and I um, got to know each other when we were both uh, undergraduate music students at Trinity College Dublin a few years ago and um, about four or five years ago we had the idea of um, founding a new group which would have a focus on electroacoustic music um, both by Irish and international contemporary composers. Um, this has been the main focus of the group since its first concert in 2008 um, we performed um, at Clarendon Street Church for our first concert. Since then, we've also performed at the Project Arts Centre in Dublin. Um, and last year, we took a programme to Paris to the Centre Culturel in Londe. Well, normally we're quite strict about our, our programming criteria, and we aim to have very concentrated and very focused uh, programs that are uh, maybe dealing thematically or uh, on, a, on, a, on a singular technical aspect perhaps. But um, for this program we wanted to showcase all, all the type of things that Dublin Sound Lab do since, uh, since uh, we may not be in Bucharest for some time. And we also wanted to showcase uh, representative uh, Irish composers. So in, in this program we've, we've combined solo harpsichord works with uh, mixed pieces for harpsichord and tape and uh, tape solo pieces and some computer-based interactive pieces as well. So technically it's quite broad. It's a deliberately broad representative uh, program. And we wanted to showcase some Irish work as well, uh, specifically, which is not something we, we necessarily always do. Um, and in this case, we wanted to sh showcase something from, from each of these types of categories. So for instance, we've got... Uh, the harpsichord version of Gerald Barry's uh, Sur le Pont, uh, which is, of course, a harpsichord solo. We've got Jonathan Nangle's uh, uh, tape piece, Dying from the Moment It Struck. And there's a piece of mine that we did in Paris, but we've uh, 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 reorganized the piece uh, for harpsichord, computer, and tape. Uh, so that's an interactive piece as well. So we've got representative Irish composers in, in each of these representative uh, categories, so to speak. If you're playing piano repertoire, generally you get a standard instrument with a standard compass. You know what's going to be available in the venue beforehand. And with harpsichord, you really have to check. Um, sometimes you'll have a one-manual instrument, which is one keyboard. Sometimes you'll have a two-manual one, which obviously makes um, certain changes of texture or timbre possible. Um, sometimes you'll have what's called like a, a buff stop or a lute stop that actually gives you a slightly muted sound. 
Um, and another important consideration for this sort of a program is the compass of the instrument. Um, again, with um, the move from kind of the early 20th century to the, the later 20th century, there's been more of a focus on historically um, constructed instruments. Um, but of course, the, the compass of Baroque instruments um, was generally a lot smaller than that of the modern piano, around four and a half octaves as opposed to seven and a half. So it's important to think about um, the instrument as well. Um, occasionally, uh, you have to adopt a little bit. I mean, for instance, in the Gerald Barry, the original version of this piece, uh, Sur le Point, is for piano, obviously with a larger compass. Um, but Barry has specifically said that he wanted to compose a piece in which the, um, the music would be independent of the tone color. Um, but the result is that you know certain passages in the bass have to be transposed up an octave or just altered a little bit to make them playable uh, within the compass of a harpsichord. Um, another aspect of it is obviously the computer music, um, whether you're working with tape or uh, an interactive work like Fergal Dowd's sketch. Um, for the tape pieces, um, you know, obviously getting the right balance between the tape part and harpsichord is important, and this depends on setup of speakers and the venue as well. Um, timing is important too, and from the previous programs we've done, Fergal and I have worked out, um, we think, a fairly effective way of rehearsing that. Um, so there, these are the, kind of the challenges that we've, we've dealt with, but um, you know, we're confident that this program is going to work very well in Bucharest. I deal with uh, instrumentation in a very neutral way in a lot of my pieces, so I, I, I uh, personally I try to ignore uh, any of the historical baggage, and indeed a lot of my writing is quite uh, deliberately um, non idiomatic or even anti-idiomatic, so it's, the, the writing is very generalized and can be uh, replaced by, the instruments can to a certain extent be replaced by other instruments or substitution. So in, in sketch the uh, important element is uh, not so much the, the individual instruments but their, the nature of their interaction, so that the piece uh, the, the players really sound each other out. They they record themselves and they they cause each other to be replayed throughout the course of the performance. So we get these compound layerings and uh, elisions and surprising rhythmic elisions and uh, unpredictable harmonies as one player uh, tr triggers himself to be recorded and at the same time triggers another player or himself to be replayed. So we're constantly rehearing earlier parts of the work where we're constantly hearing more than the two or three players who are available uh, from most of the forces. The piece really is about the interaction between the, the members of the ensemble rather than uh, the individual parts. The programme sort of evolved from, uh, from our initial plans um, and wanting to include some um, solo harpsichord repertoire as well as um, obviously the interactive works uh, by Fergal plus the, the tape pieces by Risa. Um, this, this seems an appropriate uh, one to juxtapose with it. Um, the program also includes one piece that we could consider, um, you know, draws on the traditional way of writing for Harpsford, if you like, which is a William Byrd piece, um, Kalino Kusturame. Um, it's kind of interesting too, and maybe forms a, a contrast to everything else on the program, but I think it's relevant because it shows maybe another timbre last to the instrument, 
and it's actually based on an Irish tune, which was popular in England in Shakespeare's day. So there's a kind of a, a sort of a calling card, if you like, for um, Irish culture as well as um, the representation of contemporary Irish composers, which is so important for Dublin Sound Lab. We have a, a project that we're working on at the moment, um, and we're planning to have one event in December in St. Werberg's Church. Um, this is in Dublin's historic quarter, and it will involve um, four composers, uh, Fergal Dowling, Grania Mulvey, David Bremner, and um, Rob Canning. And the plan is that these works will be composed, or maybe developed would be a better term, um, specifically with this organ in mind. Um, they'll also involve some interactive element. Um, and our intention really is to focus on the site-specific aspect and also what we consider to be um, the musical heritage of Dublin as it's expressed in this instrument. Um, we're planning to develop the project further and one element of that uh, to be included in this December event is to record or maybe set up some dialogue with um, the organ in Christchurch Cathedral, which is nearby, but a much larger instrument. Um, this may be done through live streaming or pre-recorded sounds, um, establishing a dialogue, if you like, between these two instruments. Um, and our kind of umbrella term for this project is resounding Dublin, something that captures the sense of the sound of the city, um, draws on the historical heritage of Dublin, but also interprets it in a very contemporary way, which I think really sums up what Dublin Sound is about.